From the Ellen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop Two Turtle Creek, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. This is Ryan Trimble, joined today by the bundled Sean Williams. Sean, how are you today, sir? I'm doing good. I'm warm. Now I got the you sweater. You look warm. You uh, look what, warm. What are the, is this tweed? What I is, think that's tweed. Okay. Tweed pants. You felt the need <laughs> The need for tweed. Yep. Cool. I uh, got the hat. I got the yeah. stocking cap ready. And you know, once again, it is raining outside. <laughs> like every episode we have recorded. Yes. Almost. The majority of five, six, seven, eight. Uh, that's right. Almost all of them have that's been right. raining outside. But that's cool. It, it is cool. Uh, literally and figuratively, <laughs> and we are just glad to be back. Either way, rain or shine, we are glad to be back in the saddle here in Deconstructing Dallas. And uh, let us apologize to our, our faithful listeners out there. Uh, and we, we could name you by name, but we're just going to act like... <laughs> Mom, sorry <laughs> that we haven't had a, a podcast in, in a, a little while. We've been really busy, Sean. Yeah, there's been uh, what you would call elections going on around here in our firm. I've heard of those. Um, our firm, for sure, has been very busy with that. You, particularly, have been busy um, visiting precincts and voting locations, and yes, um, lots of time uh, standing of yard in parking signs. lots. <laughs> yes, parking lots. Uh, the elections department. Uh, just you know, it's it's always fun. It's it's never a dull moment. Uh, it, it's election. So thank everybody for uh, for voting, doing your civic duty. Lots of you lot, did it. A lot of cycle. voting. A lot of voting going on across yeah. these U.S. of A's and a lot of voting in Dallas County. I mean, yeah, the numbers amazing. were literally off the chart. Presidential level. Yeah. President twenty. A lot of places were uh, were uh, out voting their 2016 presidential elections. I mean, usually off-cycle elections when the governor or your U.S. senator is on the top of the ticket, not the president every, every other year in even-numbered years. Uh, voting tends to be a little slower, but... Not this year, not 2018. Uh, 2018 would not be outdone by 2016, and uh, probably a lot of factors in that, uh, especially here locally. Uh, you know, uh, Beto O'Rourke, the congressman from uh, El Paso, was taking on our junior senator, uh, Senator Ted Cruz, the Republican, and doggone, he, uh, he has laid some tracks for the Democratic Party in Texas and campaigned really hard and, and uh, gave it gave it a good run. But Yeah, I think a lot of people who are not in our business, a lot of people who kind of watch on TV look and see that Beto O'Rourke lost, and a lot of people were disappointed uh, who wanted to see him win, but then, you know, when you really dig down and see, especially in Dallas County, what it meant in some of the statehouse races, I mean, it was a noticeable effect that most likely you can attribute to him, but uh, it, it, it was more than just about winning and losing. That's right. I mean, statewide, you look at the numbers, uh, Republicans have had the majority since uh, since 2003 in the state legislature, the, the state house, that's 150 members. Um, the Republicans lost 12 seats in this cycle, and I think a lot of it's due to to uh, O'Rourke and uh, 
all the Beto signs and maybe some displeasure with either the president or Senator Cruz or whatever you want to blame it on, uh, you know, the wave of change. It was a wave election, and so it will uh, have implications. But it looks like um, as of today, uh, just a, about an hour ago, it looks like Dennis Bonnet, the speaker pro tem who was kind of poking around and looked like he would get there and then he didn't. And now he looks like he's back. He has announced 109 uh, members, named members of the state house that are going to support his bid to be the next speaker to follow on the heels of Joe Strauss. So interesting times in Texas and uh, elections. And hey, uh, you know, if you didn't vote, then. Don't come calling to me and complaining, Sean. Shame on you if you didn't. Um, Speaking of votes, um, we were talking a little bit about the Odyssey observation wheel, uh, the development that will be going around the Odyssey. We had David Taggart on our show as a guest. And since we last recorded an episode of Deconstructing Dallas, the zoning changes that we have been working with the Odyssey on passed at the Dallas City Council in a very unique 8-4 vote with one um, council district open and then um, Casey Thomas had to leave. Mayor Pro Tem Casey Thomas had to leave. And then uh, Omar Nabayas had to leave. So um, it was an 8-4 vote, but hey, you just need one more yes and that's the magic of sean williams and our (laughs) colleague aaron ragsdale so congratulations sir so yeah we are looking forward to uh continue to share information about the odyssey and really looking forward to going down there riding around that wheel and um interacting with the river that's right. It looks like a great project. So if you haven't seen it, where can we find information on that, Sean? You know, I will tweet. Well, you can actually look at my Twitter feed, which has um, a video and um, we have some images at Sean P. Williams, S-H-A-W-N-P Williams. And I will retweet that today. Excellent. Excellent. Also, um, you know, I was out taking some personal time on the front end of our hiatus. Uh, many people do not know. Um, that I had back surgery back in September. It's been eight weeks ago. Tomorrow will be eight weeks since I had a microdiscectomy surgery. That sounds painful and way over my head as to what happened, but I'm glad you're just uh, up and mobile and glad, you know, glad your mom doesn't have to come get you from work anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my mom is not having to pick me up and drop me off at work every day. And she even had to, like, get my bag out of the car <laughs> because <laughs> I was on a lift yeah. restriction. The, there, so, there was a moment like, when was really his bad. mom dropped him off got around, came out, opened the door for him, got his bag out, set it on the curb for him, and you got out. And Yeah, shout out to Linda Williams that's on right. that one for that's sure. That's right. But so. um, yeah, it was it's, it was a, man, it was, it was, I was up walking the same day and uh, was outside doing like laps, not laps for sure, like probably like about 100 steps. Uh, down I think. and back, you know? Yeah, kind of a down and back kind of thing. But um, yeah, I was down for two weeks. But two weeks later, man, we had a lot of things going. Got a lot of work here at what's, Allen Media. And what's so, the ancient proverb, Sean? The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, that, sir. Yep. And I had a lot of slow steps. But <laughs> this past weekend, um, two and a half miles, I think the first time I've done two and a half miles walking since July. So yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's the recovery. It's the road He's to recovery. He's back, baby. He's yeah. back. Sean P. Williams. So we have a great guest that we will be speaking with in the field of education, and I am really excited to share this interview with our listeners. Man, this lady is such a neat lady. Lynn McBee, she's the head of the Young Women's Preparatory Network. It's a network of uh, schools, uh, several of them here in, in the DFW area, one in Dallas, just south of Fair Park. These are single-gender public-private education schools. Their results are incredible, off the charts. They're changing lives. I think this lady has, you know, found the uh, the key to to getting these kids across the goal line and, and setting them on a really, really great uh, path for the rest of their lives. Well, it's a model that's expanding in the state, and uh, Irma Rahel here in Dallas is um, just an exemplary model for uh, the single gender. Um, education opportunity and, and Lynn will tell the story better than we can but just to say when you you hear the results and hear how well the students are doing when it comes to graduation rates when it comes to college acceptance rates um, it shows that there is a lot of great work being done by the Young Women's Preparatory Network and that's right so exciting stuff uh, looking forward to hearing from Lynn so let's get into that right after this break Deconstructing Dallas Ryan Trimble Sean Williams thanks for tuning in Texas A&M has a new on-campus, full-service, world-class hotel and conference center. The Doug Pickcock 49 Texas A&M Hotel and Conference Center. And guest room options are still available. Your tax-deductible donation to the hotel comes with a guest room option that gives donors exclusive reduced room rates for all home game weekends. A dedicated concierge to help with reservations and trip planning and access to valet parking. Lock in your donation and room today by calling 979-429-2153 or go to TAMUHCC. Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, I'm really excited today. We're joined by an outstanding guest. She is the great Lynn McBee, the uh, the head of the Young Women's Preparatory Network. Lynn, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. You're Thanks welcome. Here. You're welcome. Well, uh, really exciting stuff y'all are doing at the YWPN, the Young Women's Preparatory Network. What is the Young Women's Preparatory Network? Sure. Young Women's Preparatory Network is a network of eight public all-girls schools based right here in Dallas. We're spread out across Texas, and we're the largest network providing single-gender public education in the nation. What is it about the network? Because there are a lot of successes that you all have. So what is it about the network that, that 
that helps you achieve these kinds of successes. Sure, sure. We were founded in 2004 and we were founded on three principles. It was that a girl would be healthy and well, that she would be a responsible leader, and that we provide a robust college-bound experience for her. So all of those things are bled into our curriculum in our different schools. And of course, we're single gender, so we're all girls. And we have this feeling of um, they're all sisters, a sisterhood that we've created. So there's just this close-knit um, uh, interaction between our girls. And so it's a real culture of where you're going to go to college, not if you're going to go to college. Um, it's a really special place, all of our schools. That's interesting. And so uh, it's a college-bound culture. And what I've heard is that you have 100% graduation, high school graduation yes. rate, and you also have 100% college acceptance rate. Correct. Correct. So t- tell us about that. How, how do you do it? Yeah. So, you know, it starts, our schools are all 6 through 12, and it starts with when the girls come in in sixth grade, having them look and visualize what it's going to be to be in college. And since most of our girls are first generation to go to college, over 70%, and they're in Dallas County, about 84% economically disadvantaged, they don't come from homes where their parents are speaking about college. And so we start in sixth grade getting them on campus here in Dallas. They'll do a a look over at UT Dallas. They'll go to UNT. They'll go to SMU. We'll put them on the campus and make it real so that they can start visualizing what college will be like. And so we push for that goal. And they're all in the one school together so the sixth graders can see the 12th graders graduate from college, graduate from high school, excuse me, and getting accepted to college. And so it's really just creating this culture of just all the way through and I on the on the end goal being getting into college. For those of us who are local and local listeners, what are some of the schools that that we might know sure. if we hear the name that sure. we that we may not have known were part of the network? Absolutely. So our first school started in Dallas here in 2004. It's the Irma Ron Hill Young Women's Leadership School. It's over in Fair Park, and I will tell you, it was the first public all-girls school in the state. If it had not been a success, we would not have replicated across the state. And I would argue that some of the work that came behind behind it and after it would not have been possible. We um, the very great uh, Barack Obama school opened after Armour Ron Hell. And again, it's a single gender school for boys. But, it, you know, if Ron Hell had not been, I think, successful here in Dallas, I'm not sure that there would have been the boys school that would have opened. We today know that we've got the very um, great solar prep, K through eight for girls. Yeah. They opened a solar prep for boys. So there's a lot of new, there's a Box Springs um, school for sixth through eighth grades, STEAM girls school. So our work at Armour Ron Hell led to expansion of our network across the state with the Ann Richards School in Austin, in San Antonio, in Lubbock, in Fort Worth, uh-huh. in Grand Prairie, in Houston. And so anyway, the rest is kind of history, but it all started right here in Dallas at Fair Park. That's really exciting. So you said it's it's these are public schools, uh, but this is a public-private partnership. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So YWPN, we're the private investor in the public ISD. So we partner okay. through an MOU, an agreement, that we're going to operate and invest in the things that we know will change the outcome for these girls. And so the, our very robust college-bound program, AP and pre-AP and test prep and professional development, everything for that college-bound experience, everything for that school, leadership opportunities, health and wellness, all of our schools have lacrosse teams and we partner with bridge lacrosse here which cool. is a great organization and so it's it's we're an investor in public education and we are partners with all these isds and we operate in their physical space and so 
adding to the private side, you all are entering a really exciting phase. Can you tell us about this this new exciting announcement that you Sure, made? sure. So we will be making a, I'll give you kind of a sneak peek. We are um, working on a um, very exciting campaign. This we'll is be, a spoiler alert. A spoiler <laughs> alert, absolutely. And so um, we will be going out with um, a very large um, announcement about a gift that we've gotten. And I can't spoil it that much, so I'm going to have to sit tight on it for a little bit longer. But what that gift is going to do, it's going to be all about more capacity building and sustainability and us expanding our reach across the state of Texas in our work. So, Lynn, many of your graduates um, within the network are first-generation college students when they go off to college. Um, One of the things that you all do is to, you know, address poverty and cycles of poverty and help these young women to see a different way. But what is it about the curriculum? How do you integrate the curriculum to address some of these social problems? Sure, sure. So we operate in the public space. So it's it's the school curriculum. So it's what DISD mandates that the students have to do. It's all the testing. and But then we add on that, it's kind of an advisory period. And so we'll do some programming in the advisory period that um, can be, um, you know, a deeper dive into AP and pre-AP and just kind of investing in the things that um, are, I guess, game changers for for the girls. And so um, availing them of opportunities um, and leadership. Last year, Michelle Obama was in town. And Mm -hmm. so we took a big group of girls over to see Michelle Obama and really like letting them see a female leader and letting them know that if they work hard, they can aspire and do these things and break their, you know, cycle of poverty that they're from. So... Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We're here with Lynn McBee. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear some of the success stories from the Young Women's Preparatory Network and hear a little bit more about Lynn. Stay with us. Building Dallas's emerging urban university. Together we are finding ways to fight Alzheimer's disease. We are the University of North Texas, the UNT Health Science Center, and the University of North Texas at Dallas. Together we are the UNT system. To learn more about the UNT system, visit untsystem.edu. by Lynn McBee. And Lynn is the head of the Young Women's Preparatory Network, CEO, president and CEO, excuse me. And uh, we're excited to have her with us. Lynn, we were talking earlier about um, uh, about the school and about the curriculum. Can you dive in a little deeper on just the, the uh, one critical piece of the curriculum is your, your STEM focus. Can you tell us a little bit about that and why that helps differentiate you? Sure. So we know that the, today's jobs, tomorrow's jobs, are all going to be in STEM fields. Mm-hmm. And there is this myth that girls cannot do math and science. And say, biochemist and someone that majored in biochemistry at the University of Texas, 
I've always known that that's not the truth. And so these all-girls school environments where we're able to invest in things like computer labs, robotics equipment, mm. different types of opportunities at the Pro Museum or you know UTD robotics, whatever the camp is, things that get our girls in the STEM field or places that we invest in. And um, they work hard and they get it done and they bring home the ribbons and robotics. And so girls can do math and science. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you could just kind of even individualize some of this for us as far as your students would you uh, share with us some of you know maybe some of the the things great things that some of your students have done that maybe our listeners wouldn't sure sure so one of the one of the best kind of our work coming full circle around is the story of um, Stephanie and she was a graduate of our first class at Armour on Hill she was accepted to Notre Dame and she went to Notre Dame on a full scholarship and then she was accepted to law school and she was headed off to law school and she decided you know what I want to do for a while is I want to do Teach for America I want to go and I want to get into teaching because I was so profoundly affected by the teachers I had at Armour on Hill so she goes and does Teach for America and then ends up teaching at our school in San Antonio. She's never left to go to law school. She was teacher of the year in San Antonio and is climbing the ranks there. And so to see um, how a teacher, and we all know the teaching profession, that's where my worry is, is I want to make sure that we elevate it and make it the profession that it is. And um, so to see her kind of come back around to teaching because of what, you know, uh, was given to her at Armour on Hill. That was was our work all the way around because now she's teaching at one of our schools in San Antonio. So that was special. I mean, that's amazing that I mean you have somebody that that's that dedicated and that moved by right. what you've created right 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 so that, that's I yeah. mean that's really special and um, I know that the the stem field you mentioned earlier uh, you were a biochemist for yes. some time you're per- 25 you're, years yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. in the biotech world yeah T- tell us a little bit about that yeah so you know graduating from UT back in 1990 being a, a 25% of my class were women and now it's about 35 to 40 percent so we are making gains in that area and um, went up to work for a privately held biotech in Boston and so I moved to Boston and worked in-house until it was too dark and too cold <laughs> and then I came back and um, so I was in the lab for probably about seven years and then came back and was in the business development side and set up a lot of uh, business arrangements throughout the world in Latin America even um, for our company and so yeah wow. and, yeah well I guess we will we, we try to be kind of all family with old Southwest conference mates with Ryan at <laughs> SMU, me at Texas yeah. A&M. Yeah. So we will welcome you here in your, your Texas ties. Thank you. And it, yes. And after Saturday. It was, a big, it was a big weekend for you guys. It was, it was a big day. weekend. I couldn't even hate on that one. That it was, was pretty it was good. Big. Nice win. <laughs> and overdue. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, you know, we, we talked again about, about your personal, um, you know, science background, but then you've moved now to education. So, you know, what brought you to the network? What was it that that made this become a passion sure sure after probably about 23 24 years in biotech i you know you have these kind of uh milestone birthdays and i had a milestone birthday and I kind of sat back and I thought, you know, I was very lucky to be from a family where my parents went to college, where they were able to provide college, where leadership and STEM and whatever Lynn wanted to do and be, she could do and be. And so I sat back and looked, and about that time, um, Kay Bailey Hutchinson, who was the legislator with Hillary Clinton and two other senators that that crafted the legislation that led to it being legal for there to be single gender education, um, was part of Young Women's Preparatory Network. And I knew her through mutual friends. and. There was an opening at the 
CEO level. And I was like, well, I've built business, you know, through my biotech. I know how to build a business. I certainly know about, you know, being a leader through civic work in Dallas. And so just was like, I'll give this a shot and um, was interviewed and was hired. So... And that's kind of the rest is history after five, almost five and almost five years. And I, and I love it. It is the biggest give back um, to see these girls and to know that if you build that culture and you believe in them and you invest in these areas that they're going to go off and they're going to graduate. Lynn, you have, you have taken this, this, uh, this network and you've grown it and now it's the, the leading network in the nation. So tell us about how, how your network compares with other schools, similar schools and similar concepts nationally. Sure. So there's a, a network in New York that um, we actually were kind of modeled after mm-hmm. and they've got five girls schools and I'm very friendly with their CEO and I was up there last um winter and she sat down and we were, she was having a, an event at her house and she said Lynn what in the world are y'all doing down there in Texas she said you just opened your eighth school you're working on your ninth school you know you're growing you're all your schools on US News and World Report best of and I said well it's just Texas it's just the way we do things down here in Texas we just go at it big and bold and and um, it, you know I think just again seeing the girls and seeing their success Last year, we had 358 graduates earn over $53 million in academic and merit. That's not need-based. That's Mm -hmm. academic and merit scholarships. And so 100% going off to college. And I have to say that, you know, it's great to get them into college, but it's all about graduating from college. And our numbers are about four times the national average for the cohort of girl that we work with. And so the grit, the resiliency, the determination, all the things that are built in on these campuses that we have around the state um, carry them through, you know, in college and in life. So, but we are doing great things and love the network in New York, but we're, you know, we're burning it up down here in Texas. Texas. (laughs) Everything's bigger. It is. It is. Well, Lynn, we um, have had the chance to work with you here at Alamedia a little bit and your passion uh, for these young young ladies, uh, your passion for education shines through and I think it's shining through to our listeners as well. And a lot of people will be learning things that they haven't before. If they want to find out more about the the network or, or the work that you're doing, what would be the best way for them to probably to go to our website, youngwomenspreps.org, and they can enter and engage through that. Yeah, or they can call us if they'd like. Can I give our phone number? Yeah, absolutely. Two one four eight two four one four zero zero, and um, anybody would be happy to to help. We would love to have volunteers um, down at our school. We're always looking for mentors and mm-hmm. internships and anything that gets our girls kind of in the game with, yeah. with folks. And there is a donate button on your site. There is too. a donate button. It's a big button. Right. Don't miss the donate button. <laughs> Don't, Don't miss, miss the, the donate, donate button. Absolutely. All right. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for thank coming you. in today. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. back deconstructing Dallas Sean Williams Ryan Trimble what a nice wonderful fun conversation with Lynn McBee Lynn is one of my favorite people in town you know I've I've kind of watched on the periphery and she's been so active in so many different civic causes from you know helping folks at the bridge homeless assistance center to um you know you name it 
<laughs> she's been she's been doing this for a long time. She is uh, one of the staples of, of the civic community here in Dallas. So really fun to get to sit down and, and hear about her passion for education. Yeah, and since we've had an opportunity to work with the Young Women's Preparatory Network lately, it's been really good getting to know her and seeing the passion that she has for education and all the hard work that she has um, put into this kind of part of her career. Um, so um, it's, it's really good we can share our clients and our client work with our listeners. That's that's one of my favorite parts about the podcast. Yeah, because yeah, we have some of the best clients around. Absolutely. Um, speaking of clients, SMU, one of our clients, uh, the basketball season has gotten going. I am going to get my first look at the ponies on Wednesday, uh, but you've had a chance to, to go check them out already. Uh, yeah, I saw them last week at the home opener, and then uh, I, I missed the Sunday game that, that we dropped to Southern Miss. Tough, tough loss early in the season. Um, but I think they'll get it together once Jeray Foster gets back in the in the groove. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the eternal optimist when it comes to uh, Pony Athletics. See the 0-12 football season when I was the head cheerleader, Sean. Hey, there was nowhere to go but up, though, right? That's right. Right. That's exactly right. Speaking of, of football, the, the Ponies have their, their final home game of the year. This Friday, it's the Friday ESPN, uh, ESPN home game. Don't look now. Ponies, first place in the West Division of the American Athletic Conference, Sean. Man, that game. Who was it, the one that got away? Was it UCF? Uh, Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Overtime loss to Cincinnati. Or yeah. they would be running away with this yeah. thing right now. Yeah. So, um, C- Congratulations to Coach Dykes. I mean, yeah, you know, we Coach talked a Dykes. lot about We were there when he, he had his inaugural press conference here. And yeah. uh, it's, it's been a – it, it t- took a minute to get here. But, I mean, this is a great first season. Man, I mean – Think about this: they could go seven and five, play in the conference championship game, and potentially win the conference, be eight and five. Okay. Whatever. On the, on the, on the one hand, I, I would love to see that. On the second thing, on, on, on the other hand, your head might explode, and so because of that, <laughs> I am worried. Yeah, I'm a yeah. little worried. But no, that'd be awesome if they yeah. could could win the the West, right? Yeah. In the West. Yeah, it'd be fun. So good luck. Uh, we'll be out there this week. Come on out and see us. Um, there's still uh, tickets still available. So it's a I'm, late kick, 8 p.m. kick. I'm headed to College Station on probably Friday or Saturday. Not sure, but on Saturday, A&M has uh, University of Alabama in Birmingham, and we're still doing work on the Texas A&M Hotel and Conference Center. And, um, man, UAB, man, 9-1. and one. Salty. One of the best defenses in the country, you know, Conference USA. I had originally thought that North Texas would be the cream of the crop in that division, but UAB has had a lot to say about that. Um, they are undefeated in conference play. And it's one of those games, I guess, kind of across the SEC, most of the teams are playing – like FBS schools or FCS, FCS schools, yeah. and kind of, kind of a week off, so to speak, because they're not playing their conference games. And I think probably when A&M scheduled this game, that's what it was. But this is going to be, it, I, I think it's going to be a tough game. Now, if it's not, that'll be great. I was looking; we have an eighty-nine percent chance to win on the ESPN stat deal. But man, this looks like a tough game. Got to go out and play them on the field. Yeah. Don't play them on paper. Yeah, for so, sure, this is a well. A good luck tough. to your Aggies and uh, you know hopefully that'll be a, a good quality non-conference win for you all. 
Yeah, and um, you are headed to Bentonville tonight. Um, that's right. I'm headed to the home office uh, and uh, excited to check in the mothership, the Walmart mothership uh, here in northwest Arkansas. So uh, I'll be I'll be headed out uh, this evening and checking in. This is the, the nationwide consultants uh you know, yearly check-in and um, excited to see some of our consultants from across the state of Texas, uh, across the nation. I know some some of my friends, Jim and Linda Gardner from the, the folks in Oregon, our great public affairs consultants in Oregon are going to be there. And so lots of good folks representing Walmart from uh, across this great land will be in attendance. And then Sam's has got a really exciting store that, um, that they brought to our area, brought to Dallas, could have been anywhere, but we are fortunate to have it here. First and only one of its kind is called Sam's Club. Now it's going to be uh, going to be uh, going live this week. This is the cashierless store. You've heard probably about. Uh, I don't know. The Jeff Bezos has a little company called Amazon that keeps talking a big game, but uh, Walmart has done it. They, this is the cashierless store. Go in, uh, check out, excuse me, Sam's Club. Sam's Club now, it's on Lower Greenville, going to be opening later this week. So uh, get excited. Come on out and see it. It's really neat. I got a, I got a sneak preview, Sean. This place is cool, man. I mean, this is this is the wave of the future. If you want to see uh, what shopping is going to be like, and go in, talk to them. Lucy's the store manager. Great, great team on hand. And so, this is if you like high tech shopping, uh, you're going to like this. This is going to be the place. Yeah. So, um, well, safe travels to you, sir. Thank you, sir. We have literally been in the office together in the last two months probably about five times maybe 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 five times i mean yeah. I, I'm, that's on the high end and that's for like 15 minutes each yes time. yes yes so yeah um we had to take this small window of time to get uh this episode recorded again ryan is going to be out so um for the next few days and uh We'll be back soon. We'll be back soon. soon. Glad to be back in the saddle again. And thank you, Sean. We're uh, excited for uh, closing out 2018 and look forward to 2019. So, All right. Well, this has been Deconstructing Dallas. We want to thank Mary Woodley and thank Jennifer Pascal for allowing us to showcase our clients and our city. I want to thank Lynn McBee for being our guest on today's show. You can always find us on social media. Um, he's rtremble15. You got it. I am Sean P. Williams at Sean P. Williams. So look us up, tweet us, send us a shout out, uh, like us on the Deconstructing Dallas Facebook page. Deconstructing Dallas is also on Twitter. We will be back with a hot, fresh new episode very soon. But until then, adios. Adios.